You're listening to the Productive Not Busy Podcast, where our mission is to make you more money so you'll have less stress and more free time. It's all about mindset, attitude, and taking action. And your host, Wayne Weathersby, knows how to make that happen. He's negotiated and closed over $150 million in contracts while building businesses with proven success strategies that he wants to share with you. So if you're ready to make some real money, then let's get to it. Here's Coach Wayne. Hey, welcome back, guys. Wayne Weathersby here. Hope you're having a great day. Today, we're going to talk about overcoming fear. All of us struggle with fear and worry from time to time, right? In fact, in many cases, fear is actually a good and healthy thing, if you think about it. It causes us to wear seatbelts and try to eat healthy. It keeps us from doing things that will hurt us, like getting too close to a fire or jumping into the lion's cage at the zoo, right? It's also natural to be concerned about our health, our bank account, our job status, our children, and all that stuff. When something threatens one of those things, we take notice and work hard to protect ourselves and those people that we love. In some ways, fear is both a natural and a helpful part of what it means to be a human being, if you ask me. But if fear gets out of control, it can take over and prevent us from enjoying anything. Life, love, work. When we're consumed by fear, we can really can't be present for other things or do the things that we love or like to do. Overwhelming fear affects our health, saps our strength, makes it difficult to concentrate and robs us of sleep. It also keeps us from taking any risks. If we're afraid, we won't start a new business. We won't write a book. We won't start a podcast. We won't initiate a relationship. We'll be constantly playing it safe, always trying to insulate ourselves from any negative consequences. That's the big thing. People are scared. It's like when I teach my phone classes. People aren't afraid to make phone calls. They're afraid someone's going to answer, and then they have to perform, which are the consequences. When we play it safe, we don't grow. We stagnate. We miss out on great opportunities. We can't run from fear or simply hope it goes away. That's never an option. There'll always be something to worry about. If we're going to successfully navigate the often difficult world, we need to have an effective strategy for coping with worry and fear. We must be able to deal with our anxieties in a healthy and productive way. Franklin Roosevelt famously said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. And while this isn't 100% true, there are real world things to, to fear. His point was well made. Fear holds us back from living a life to the fullest. Can't, and we must learn to overcome our fears. So we can move forward things that we desire. So in these next couple of episodes, we'll discover proven strategies for facing and overcoming fears. You'll learn effective, healthy strategies for handling worry and anxiety. Now, I promise your fears won't just suddenly vanish, but you'll be equipped to face them and deal with them head on. 
So we're going to dive right in. What exactly is fear? Well, doing a little research before I did this episode, fear is a biological response to an internal or external stimulus. That's the definition. So let's break that down. A biological response. What does that mean? When you're afraid, your body goes into a fight or flight mode. Your heart rate goes up. Your adrenaline increases. Your brain starts to race. Then you may start to maybe sweat a little bit, breathe heavy. All these things together create the emotion of fear. Now, an internal or external stimulus can cause that. Fear can arise from within or from without. Thinking about losing your job. That's an internal stimulus. Coming face-to-face with a grizzly bear, that's an external stimulus, which also causes fear. So when dealing with your own struggles, it's it's really important to understand the source of your fear. Is it arising internally or is it coming to you externally? What you'll probably discover is that most of your fears are internally created. That's what research says. Very rarely will you find yourself in an actual life or death situation. It happens, but very rarely. Most of the time, you're afraid because of what you think will happen rather than what is actually happening. So putting this another way, the majority of fears simply aren't connected to reality. What you feel is real, but the circumstances are imagining that you're imagining are not. The fundamental truth is that most fear is a response to an imagined reality. For example, say you find a strange lump on your neck. Immediately, you begin to fear the worst, thinking that you have a terrible disease. But are you actually sick? Well, you won't know until you see the doctor, but you're afraid nonetheless. You're worrying in response to your imagination. Looking back at Arthur Mark Twain, he said, I had a lot of worries in my life, most of which never happened. When you understand the true nature of fear, it becomes easier to overcome. You're able to closely examine your anxiety and determine if there's any substance to it. Some of your worries may have merit now, but you'll discover that most of them don't. And even the ones that have the merit probably aren't nearly as bad as you think they are. So how do we look at all this? Well, the first thing we want to do is change our biology. Before we talk about changing, you know, our fearful thoughts, let's talk about changing your fearful body. As we noted above, when you're afraid, it affects your body in many ways. When your body is ramped up, it can be very difficult to control your thinking. See, one of the most effective ways to deal with fear is to take control of your body. When you dispel the physical side effects of fear, it becomes much easier to dispel the mental part of the fear. So how do you change the biology? Well, I'm glad you asked. I want you to consider these. And they're not going to be what you think. There's no hocus pocus. There's no magic pill. The first one is exercise. Working out is a natural anti-anxiety drug. When you work out, your body releases endorphins, plain and simple, which make you feel good. 
The tightness in your chest melts away, your mind slows down, and you have more clarity. If you're feeling worried, go for a brisk walk or hit the gym for a little bit. The next one I use every night, and it works amazing, is breathing. When you're anxious, you breathe rapidly, which raises your heart rate, increases muscle tension, causes dizziness, all that fun stuff, and creates other negative side effects. So to counteract the folk this, you just need to focus on changing your breathing pattern. I inhale slowly through my nose, hold the breath there for six seconds, then I slowly exhale for six seconds, and then I inhale for six seconds, and then I hold it for six seconds, and then I exhale. I do this like four or five times. If you repeat, repeat it until you feel your anxiety just melt away or until all of a sudden you just feel rested and you're ready to go to sleep. Next, you want to relax your muscles. Progressive muscle relaxation. This was a technique I was taught. It's called PMR. It's a technique for releasing muscles that have been tensed due to anxiety. So you start by flexing your toes for 10 seconds and then slowly releasing them for 10 seconds. Then do the same thing with your calves, your thighs, and so on, all the way up your body. It's amazing. I learned this during my physical therapy uh, when I had my shoulders repaired. Next, you want to eat and sleep right. Your diet and amount of sleep that you get is a huge, huge, huge impact on the way you feel. As much as possible, you got to try to eat healthy. Eat nutritious foods and avoid processed foods. I love that stuff. It's hard. I eat lots of fruit, lots of vegetables. I like meat, and I eat meat. And meat that you obtain fresh or frozen is okay. Processed foods, on the other hand, take a look at the list of chemicals in those ingredients. Which can Those are going to wreak havoc on your body. I'm sorry. They wreak havoc on your body and your mood. Stay away from mood-altering substances like alcohol and caffeine. Now, I'll have a drink here and there. I like my bourbon. I usually end my day with a small glass of bourbon. And I like my Diet Coke. But those also come with consequences. And I feel them. I know that my body doesn't like it. But we're working on that. And then shoot for somewhere between 7 and 8 hours of sleep every night. Don't watch that last YouTube video. Right? Just don't watch TikTok or Instagram. Just put the phone down and go to sleep. Get that extra 15, 20 minutes. Consistently practicing these strategies will put you in a better position to tackle your fears, anxieties, and worries. Absolutely. Then we're going to talk about identifying our fears. Before you can overcome, you have to be able to identify them, right? In other words, you must be able to specifically name the thing that you're afraid of. If you're not clear regarding the source of your anxiety, then you're going to struggle to resolve it, plain and simple. So to identify your fears, ask yourselves a series of these questions. What am I scared of? Why am I scared of it? Why do I try not to think about it? When do I feel afraid? When does this happen, right? What emotions do I feel? What negative outcome am I envisioning happening before I even start? And what pictures do I have in my head of that situation? You may need to work a bit to get to the bottom of your fears. Absolutely. It's common to have smaller fears stacked up on top of larger ones. For example, say you're afraid of losing your job. Is that the ultimate fear? Probably not. 
more likely you're afraid of not having enough money to pay your bills or losing respect of your friends and family when being forced to restart your career. When identifying your fears, keep pushing until you get to the root cause. Work to determine the root fear that is causing all of the anxiety. And keep asking yourself, so what? For example, so what if I lose my job? I won't make any money. No big deal. I can find another job. So what if I don't make any money? I can't pay my bills. So what if I can't pay the bills? I can't provide for my family. Dig until you determine what you're ultimately afraid of. Next, become aware of all the different ways your fear is you know, affecting your life. Is it causing you to have a constant emotional distress? Is it keeping you from doing things you want to do or trying new things? Is it hampering your relationship? Is it hurting your work performance? Is it stealing from your happiness? Is it preventing you from enjoying the present moment? The goal of this exercise is to bring your bring you face to face with the consequences of that fear. When you see how worry and anxiety damage your life and hold you back, you become much more motivated to take action to fix it. It may help you to write out your thoughts as you work through your above processes. See, writing things down helps you think clearly and forces you to give that anxious thought and feeling some attention. You can't avoid your fear. No way. The more you try, the more you try to avoid it, it's just going to grow even bigger. The only way forward is to look that dude right in the eye. Confront your fears face to face and put them to rest. Then you begin to dismantle them slowly. It's like bungee jumping, right? Scary. But until you take action to put it to bed, and once you've done it, and it's not as bad as you thought it would, you're going to do it again. Roller coasters, skydiving, all that stuff. Public speaking. Public speaking terrifies people. But once you've done it once or twice, it's not that bad. you got to practice the worst case and best case thinking. Considering the worst and best case scenario can dramatically alter your perspective and give you much needed clarity about your fear. When you feel afraid, think about the worst case scenario. If everything went wrong, what is the worst that could happen? Now, what are the odds of that actually happening, right? Probably pretty low. Worst case very rarely happens. For example, say you're afraid of public speaking. We just spoke about that. The worst thing that could happen is you're, you freeze up on stage. You can't say anything and you're completely embarrassed. But is that really going to happen? Almost 100% certainly not. And even if it did, would it actually be that bad? It's happened to everybody. Sure, you'd be embarrassed, but what? so what? That's it. When you engage in worst-case thinking, you'll often discover that the worst isn't nearly as bad as you think it is. This enables you to move forward and overcome your fear. So after thinking through the worst-case scenario, think about the best case. If everything goes perfect, that's awesome. What awesome things will you experience if everything goes perfect? So instead of freezing on stage, you totally knock it out of the park, right? You get a standing ovation, receive tons of compliments, and you get invited to speak at other places. Now your confidence goes through the roof. So when you envision the good things that will happen, it motivates you. It motivates you to take action in your face of 
fear. You're able to see what you'll miss if it lets you, you know, if it controls you and you don't take action. Will everything go perfectly? Probably not. But the reality is, is that things don't have to go perfectly for you to read all the benefits of taking action. Now, to be absolute 100% clear, there may be times when the worst case scenario is very bad, like with a cancer diagnosis. In these scenarios, it can be specifically and especially helpful to think about the best case. If things go well, you'll still have many years of life to enjoy with your family and friends. Focusing on that can give you strength and it'll help you move forward in a positive light. I hope you enjoyed this episode. We're going to continue with focusing on what you can control in the next episode. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. I hope you have an amazing day. Be safe, take care, sell a bunch, and say something nice to somebody. You've been listening to the Productive Not Busy Podcast with Coach Wayne. Join us next time for more money-making strategies to help you have less stress and more free time. Follow us on Facebook at Productive Not Busy, on Instagram at Frontline.Coach.Wayne, and on Twitter at Wayne New Jr. And remember, be productive, not busy. <laughs>